Good day. Once again, Francis Gargani with you, Redemptorist, hailing from our Redemptorist provincial residence of Washington, D.C. Actually, this month, all of us Redemptorists offer these podcasts on a new day. So I am happy to be with you this year on the sixth of each month. Let's attend to today's Super Gospel from Luke, chapter 4, verses 38 to 44. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. I have always found the short story within today's gospel of Simon's mother-in-law, afflicted with a severe fever, quite charming. The woman no sooner is freed from the fever through Christ's intercession, and she is up and about waiting on them, probably with chicken soup, a traditional Jewish recipe for all that ails you. These verses of Luke's chapter 4 fill me with wonder and awe. What a sight it must have been as the Christ laid his hands on so many people, afflicted with so many illnesses, and so many were cured. I'm sure there was an audible crescendo of spontaneous praise and worship of God also. But the line that offers us a moment to pause is, at daybreak, Jesus left went to a deserted place. It's a lovely detail you just don't want to miss. Jesus needed respite from expending all that healing energy, all that draining compassion. Jesus needed to be alone with his Abba God. I've just come from our beautiful Oceanside Retreat Center in Long Branch, New Jersey, San Alfonso, having been on a team with eight other spiritual directors for our annual end-of-August-directed retreat. It's a wonderful opportunity to spend a week in silence, including meals, and those making the retreat have opportunity each day to meet with their assigned spiritual director to reflect on the movement of God's grace in their lives. Eucharist and night prayer are also offered each day as shared opportunities for communal prayer. It's such a privilege to companion folks, 
Each director has about five or six directees they see each day to help them name how God is showing up in their lives and God's constant invitation to deepen their relationship of love and trust. Silence is such an endangered gift in our modern society. Few of us even live where there is real silence, with noise always emanating from one vehicle or plane or lawnmower or grass blower or a myriad of noise-polluting machines. So many of us are uncomfortable with quiet, turning on the telly or radio as soon as we enter our home or office. Research shows that without its rich gift in our lives, the absence of silence is a major factor in the high levels of stress. It's so interesting to me how silence has become even an endangered species among us Catholics. If folks limit themselves to only praying at the celebration of the Eucharist, they are missing the balance necessary to a reasonably healthy prayer life. Whether a quiet visit to a church sanctuary apart from Mass, or a time of contemplation in a special prayer corner in your home, or outside at your favorite spot in your own yard, or at a local accessible park, it's vital for us to allow the gift of silence to nurture and restore us. It's embarrassing that practitioners of Buddhism and other meditation practices show us up when it comes to affording themselves the regular habit of silence and contemplation. We have always treasured silence in our tradition, and our great monastic practice enshrined it as necessary to live contemplatively in our demanding world. So I can't encourage us enough to make space and time for sacred silence in our regular schedule of the day. Steal time in your car traveling or choose to free yourself from constant distraction and noise when at home or in your office. Promise yourself its restorative and formative gift as we now begin the new school year and autumn season. Crowds will still seek you out, as it were, as they stole into Christ's quiet space. But we can refuse to deny ourselves such a gift that's necessary for our spiritual life and well-being. It's your time to let God speak to you and you to God. It's your time to allow God to embrace and envelop you with love and to love God in return. It's your time to be healed from all the wounds we are suffering in our modern society, from so many emotional and psychological as well as physical illnesses. Give God the spirit, the time and space to do and be for you what God the spirit so desires. There is a longing in our hearts, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself to us. There is a longing in our hearts for love we only find in you, our God. For justice, for freedom, 
for mercy, hear our prayer. In sorrow, in grief, be near, hear our prayer, O God. There is a longing in our hearts, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself to us. There is a longing in our hearts, O love, we only find in you, our God. For wisdom, for courage, for comfort, hear our prayer. In weakness, in fear, be near, hear our prayer, O God. There is a longing in our hearts, O Lord, for you to reveal yourself to us. There is a longing in our hearts for love we only find in you, our God.